Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today as we learn from God's Word, we're going to be looking at Isaiah 53, 1 through 3. And we are continuing our series, Who Are You, Lord? So, I encourage you to follow along as we read. Our readings are coming from the ESV today, and the passage reads like this. Who has believed what he has heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquaintance with grief, and as one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. So today, we're really going to be focusing on a combination of Jesus' humanity and his humility. And these, they're related, but they're really, they're two different things, but I want us to look at them both because they're very important. First, Jesus is humanity to the fullest, unlike us. So this is actually a little bit confusing for us. Because many heresies, when they talk about our Lord, they think of him as not really man. But in reality, if anyone is not man, it's us. Because humanity has been marred by sin. Humanity, we are humans, but we're twisted humans. Jesus, he's the real thing. He is, now that's not to say that we're not really humans. We are humans. We're just twisted versions of it. Jesus is the brand new, the original, the perfect human. What Adam was, Jesus became that. He took on Adam's flesh, not our twisted flesh. He took on Adam's flesh and he became man. That's why I think it's Paul who talks about the second Adam. Because he was round two of God creating man. Jesus, the son of God, Jesus who was fully God only, became fully God and fully man. And so we see that he was the true, we're seeing three things. The first one is he was a true king. The true king. And how do we see that? Well, we see him as a leader. And we see right from the get-go, this is an incredible leader who's believed what he's heard from us and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed. Basically, this guy, he's crazy. Jesus is crazy. He is nothing like anyone before. And we see his leadership and how he led the disciples. Go to the Last Supper. What does he do? He gets on a knee. Kings don't go on knees. Kings have people bow before them, but that's not what Jesus did. Jesus, even as Pilate would acknowledge, was the king of the Jews. Jesus served others. He was a true leader. And if you want to lead, you need to look to Christ as the example. If your identity is not in Christ, if you are not looking at how to lead, from Jesus, you're not leading well. And we see that Jesus is the true man. 
Jesus is the true man, the definition of masculinity. We see there are an incredible number of sources who can tell you about what manhood is. We see overly like, that's what manhood is. And then we see other definitions of manhood. We see people who tell you manhood, you know, is just, you know, sitting back, you know, staying on the couch all day. That neither of those are the definition of masculinity. You look at Jacob and Esau. Both of them were men. In the, in the end, especially, where they're reconciled, we see manhood from two completely different types of men. We see Jacob, who is an indoorsman, but he takes care of his family. He keeps them in the back. And that's what Jesus does. We're seeing this here. He defends his flock. He is a man who even he protects his family. He says, John, this is your mother. He takes care of his family. But at the same time, he is gentle. Jesus himself says he's gentle and lowly. That is manhood. And if you want to be a man, you've got to look to Christ. You can't look to any other source. And finally, we see Jesus is the suffering servant. He's the true servant. Jesus, as we talked about earlier in the Last Supper, he served his people. And if you want to lead, you've got to serve. That is what you need to realize. You have to be a follower, a follower of Jesus. Being a follower is not a bad thing if you are following the right thing. You have to be a servant. Look to those who may be under you and serve them because everything was under Jesus. But he did not count he did not count equality with God as something to be grasped, but he lowered himself. He took on humanity to serve us. That's incredible. And that leads to Jesus humility. That's our second point today. We're going to be learning about Jesus humility. And we see that Jesus first he came in a humble way. But he could have come however he wanted to. Think about that. For us, we can't choose where we're born. God didn't ask us before we were born, at least to my knowledge, do you want to be born in America, China, Russia? Where do you want to be born? Do you want to be rich? Do you want to be poor? We don't get that choice. We're just born. But Jesus, he was with God. He could have said, I want to be born as a king. I want to be the son of, you know, I want to come at this time. Jesus. He chose to come as a humble servant, to be born where animals eat. And we think of the manger as this clean, you know, this nice thing. We have these porcelain things. A manger is gross. I mean, if my, I don't like my dogs. You know, my dog is nasty. But this is more like farm animals. You know, you got pigs. If you've ever been to a petting zoo, this is not what you see in cartoons. You know, these pigs are nasty and that's where they're eating. That's gross. And that's where Jesus was born. Jesus was born in a manger. And we see the humility in that. Jesus didn't want this nice, clean environment. Jesus came to get in the dirt with sinners like you and me. Jesus' suffering, it helps us to understand joy. We find repeatedly in the New Testament commands to be joyful. And this means that Jesus would have been joyful too. 
And Jesus had joy, not only despite, but because of his poor circumstances. He considered it a great joy when he suffered trials. You know, his brother James, he took notice. Hopefully those words are familiar to you. They're in James 1. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you could go through trials. Why? Because our identity is not in good circumstances. Well, Jesus' identity obviously was in himself because he was the God-man. And for us, our identity is in Christ. We can count it joy because we are on Jesus' team. And Jesus counted it joy because he was serving us. That's crazy. Jesus was glorifying God by serving us. And he counted that as joy. Come on, believers. We have to follow after this king. And we also see that Jesus can save anyone. No one is outside of his reach. On the mission to save us, we rejected Jesus. That's incredible. Imagine if a fireman came to rescue you in a burning building and you started spitting on him and slapping him. That would be despicable. But that's what we did to Jesus. Except even more so, we nailed him to a cross. Yet Jesus is willing to save anyone. Turn to him in faith. If you don't know Christ, he wants to save you. Don't make the offer to you in vain. Come to him. Kneel before him and find your life in him. And if you do know Christ, look to his humble example for life and for godliness. He knows better than you do what it means to be human. Thanks for listening to another episode of Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out at our website, adoptedbelievers.com, for episodes and other resources. And like us at Facebook at Adopted Believers.